Hello, I'm Sean Capri, gamer, podcaster, human being. Every day, millions of podcasts are downloaded onto smart cellular telephones. These are incredible devices that have changed our lives for the better, but sadly, more podcasts are going unrated on iTunes now more than ever. An unrated podcast can suffer dire consequences. But if you act today, if you review We The GamerCast right now, you can ensure this cute little hungry podcast will get the nutrition and education it needs to grow up to be a doctor or a teacher. If you rate We The GamerCast on iTunes today, screen cap your review and tweet at Sean Capri, hashtag WeTheGamerCast, and we'll send you a photo of Sean eating a gluten-free sandwich and reading a comic book. We'll also read a review at the top of the show. To make the biggest impact, you can show your support with a haiku review. Don't let your favorite podcast go hungry. Support Canadian creators today and help end sappy appeals like this one. Hey, you motherfuckers. If you want to actively dislike some bitches, you should listen to the Comics Dash podcast because we suck. But not as much as Aquaman, Green Arrow, and Harley Quinn. Find out what other things suck every Monday on WeTheNerdy.com, iTunes, Android Store, wherever you get your good podcasts at. Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 59 of We The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every single Monday, like today is Monday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing and rating us on iTunes so you get a gluten-free sandwich picture of me. What is happening? You guys, thank you so much for, yet again, you're back. We're back together. We're going to learn about... Somebody else in the community here, Lucas Rose is my guest today, but before we get to any of that, we're going to learn all about him. Before we get too far ahead, if you're new, if by chance you've stumbled across this podcast, here is the deal every week. I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games, and if you, yes you, whether you're new or not, if you've been meaning to get around to this, do it up. If you want to be part of the show, tweet at me, at Sean Capri, it's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Some of you know that already, but don't be shy. Please don't be shy. If you've been meaning to even just try out podcasting, if you're obsessed with podcasts like me, um, or it's just, you've been listening for a little while and you want to, you want to connect and you just want to, you just want to have a little chat. It doesn't even need to be. The thing is, that's great about this show is that you could be like me. You don't need to know anything about video games. <laughs> but if you're, if you love it, if you love talking about games the industry or just being obsessed with it let's do it hit me up let's uh the time is now carpe diem do it let's uh let's let's connect on this because last week if you if you were here was zyger from the kind of funny community the moderator the god of all the the community he does so much i feel like we barely even it was the tip of the iceberg as they say uh, there's so much more than meets the eye, like the Transformers, Zyger the Transformer mod of the Kind of Funny community. Uh, and on top of it all, 
he's a he's a bit of a sweetheart. So if you if you missed that, make sure you go check that out. Thank you again to Zyger for taking time out of such a crazy schedule and doing everything that you do with the kind of funny community. Uh, if if you missed it, I'll just say this: we talked about some perverted JRPGs, and I'll just leave it at that. That was amazing. And I'm excited to get into my chat with uh, Lucas Rose from Flux Deposed in just a minute. This is a good one, and I they're all great. And I and I just want to preface it with that. I, I'm so lucky and proud of the collection of conversations that I've created in 2016. I had one. This is 2016 will be kind of like a full calendar year of podcasting for We the Gamer Cast. We had one episode with Seamus Mullins, the very first one back in December of 2015. So we are approaching our one year anniversary. But 2016 is really the collection of conversations that um, is is incredible. Where I can look back and go, you know what, sometimes we sometimes we talked about life, sometimes we talked about <laughs> service in the army or the navy, sometimes it was just what you've been playing, and what do you think about the Switch, or whatever it is. I am so humbled that people actually want to take time out of their day to be part of this show, and so thank you to everybody who's been part, and thank you to you for listening. This is... Um, there are easier ways to do a podcast. I think there are easier formats. There are easier, I don't know, there are more, well, I guess what I'm trying to say, like this isn't, there's effort that goes into this and it, there's effort on my part to create it and there's probably even more. You have many choices of podcasts. So I just, I appreciate that you appreciate this show and that you listen. It really does mean a lot. Uh, sometimes I get a little ahead of myself and it's kind of like I don't really get to stop and think about that too often but today I'm kind of in a reflective mood and my my chat with Lucas I think I think he might do the same for you as well so I just wanted to and it's Thanksgiving it's just after Thanksgiving American Thanksgiving which as you know as a Canadian I celebrate <laughs> I don't have I don't have uh, turkey but I I like watch all the football is amazing and just taking a, a moment to be grateful for the things in your life I think is always important and the timing just whatever this is about a month five six weeks before Christmas is just perfect it kickstarts the whole holiday spirit which I love it's freaking Christmas time I'm almost done all my shopping which is great but I just want to put a little cap on the uh, the thank you some of you have been here since the very beginning. And that, I, I have no words other than just thank you. And some of you are new, and I hope you stick around, and that would be great. But uh, ultimately, this show is about celebrating nerdum, people that we are in the same circle. We are all in the same kind of group, and we don't even know it. They're kind of sitting right next to us. But um, because of our daily lives or whatnot, we don't really get to know one another. So I, I love that we've been able to take this show into so many different directions. Whatever people want to talk about, we talk about. Kind of like me right now. So thank you. That's a, that's a, we'll put a cap on the thank you. Uh, what else? I'm excited. Like Black Friday just finished. And I, like I mentioned, I love celebrating, <laughs> just adopting the American holiday of Thanksgiving. Black Friday comes along with that. Uh, in Canada, we didn't normally have it, but the internet basically forced Black Friday on its into into Canada. I think the UK is the same. This is a very American type of celebration <laughs> or milestone day. It's a it's an American thing. Um, but now Canadians, we get two of these days where the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, we go crazy, 
And now we get Black Friday to help us kickstart our, our Christmas shopping, which is awesome. And I eat it up. I was all over every flyer. There's a website here in Canada called Red Flags Deals. Uh, I'm all over that. I'm following Wario64. And um, I probably dropped $150 on the Xbox store, which was amazing. I think I talked about that last week. Um, but I bought a laptop. I finally, I'm going to make probably my last laptop slash computer upgrade for the next I don't even know, three to five years. I got a thousand dollar laptop for like 500 bucks, which I'm totally pumped about. I don't, I do most of my stuff here on my PC, but it's kind of nice to to fire up a laptop and not have it take 45 minutes to, to finally get to work. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. It was a Dell. So I think that, you know, like a Dell, the sing- no, it's not like a Dell, the singer, but that's the joke that I like to think about. What else I'm going to, I had a couple things I wanted to talk to you about, but instead I will just uh, I'll comment on the 3DS situation, and I hope if you guys were in the mood or in the in the market to buy one of those $99 white or black 3DSs, I hope you got it. I really do. I hope everything worked out for you. I know that that stock was limited, um, but maybe I say this on if we were at Nintendo with Bobby, you gotta find some people on Twitter who are all over this stuff and follow them and set up notifications because. I was following Wario64 over the weekend, and he tweeted every single time Walmart had restocked the 3DS. So I hope um, I hope you got one if you wanted it. They were actually in stock. I was physically in a Walmart, and I walked away from three because I have a problem, and I have too many of these things just sitting around. Collecting consoles or collecting handhelds is a, is a, like multiples of the same one that you have just because it's a different version. It's kind of silly, and I recognize that. Um, and with a baby on the way, priorities <laughs> so instead i we bought a car seat that's exciting um we bought a baby gate so we're, we're starting to baby proof a little bit the reality is is sitting in we we have a we have a boy on the way which is very exciting i i had a dream that the that the baby was here like the dream went like this i basically knew that i was going to meet chelsea at the hospital <laughs> instead of like actually driving her there and so i arrive at the doctor's office rather than the actual hospital and um the doctor was there with her i opened the door doctor's there chelsea's there and the baby's there the doctor's like we're all done here and i had missed the birthing and that was that was terrifying and heartbreaking all in of itself so i hope i don't do that in real life so things that i didn't even think about that i would have to be aware of uh don't miss the birth is (laughs) is <laughs> that's something i gotta keep in mind now so but the thing is i woke up from the dream it was so real i think i talk about this with lucas i can't remember if we recorded this or not but it was so real that when i woke up i'm like all right where's the baby let's do this thing so i'm ready i'm pumped about it uh but before adulthood really takes in let me i just want to let you know i finished titanfall 2 what a phenomenal game that is. And it was on crazy sales all week. It probably still is today, Cyber Monday. So go buy that. There's no excuse. Titanfall 2 is phenomenal. Multiplayer, the bounty hunt mode is just amazing. I am having so much fun with this. And I'm not a multiplayer kind of guy. I'm, I kind of dabble into it, but I could get hooked into Titanfall 2. Um, but I bought a couple of other games over the last week or so. Overwatch being one of them, I played last night with Chelsea, and it was just amazing. Normally, we play Borderlands together. We played a little Overwatch last night. She was Bastion, I was Mercy, so she's kind of like setting up her tank position, just camping, really. 
and I'm sitting there healing her, giving her, like, amplifying her weapons, and we just had a blast last night. We're like, let's play a couple rounds, and of course, that worked its way into about a 90-minute session, so that was amazing. She gets player of the game every once in a while, and she gets so pumped about it, and then I get, like, the little votes at the end for healing so much. Good times. And uh, lastly, well, I guess Watch Dogs 2 I'll quickly touch on. I'm starting to get hooked. They fixed the online uh, connectivity, the seamless online stuff there. Very cool. That actually is is pretty special. It starts to make me think of the of the division and where you go into the dark zone or the I don't even know what it's called. I can't remember anymore. I think it's a dark zone. Uh, but instead of just having that limited area, it's everywhere. So there's these little missions that you can connect with with people randomly on the on the internet, which is apparently my thing. So I had fun playing with Guitar 666 yesterday. If you're out there, that was amazing. couple hacking missions and some stealing missions. That, that puts some nice little flavor into Watch Dogs 2 that I was missing before. Uh, so I wasn't thinking that Watch Dogs 2 was missing an online component, but it turns out it was. I was actually totally fine with it not working. But now that it's there, it definitely does make the game better. But the game that really is special, these are all great games, but Battlefield 1 is something else and i've heard other people talk about it i finally got around to it it ended up coming as like a as a bundle with titanfall 2 so i bought titanfall 2 and battlefield 1 for the price of one of those games which is i mean that's a a bogo i i I, or is it a bogo buy one get one i don't know love that but battlefield 1 has me like i don't know if i'm just anxious these days which i I know that i am but this game is catching me at moments where i'm like this is powerful stuff this is, I spend just a little, a couple missions with a character and they're interesting characters. I just did um, one where you're, where you're a pilot and I love that. There's a, there's not, there's like kind of a twist at the end and it just makes you think. And the, this is the, I'm so glad we got to take a break from these early World War games, World War One, World War Two, because um, somebody needed to just mull this over for a little while and figure out a way to make them impactful. Because I think we were all kind of putting ourselves into the games, but the games weren't really doing anything to really overtly say, like, this was a big deal. This was, these were lives that were lost. These were men who were risking it all to fight for what they felt was right. And I think this game nails that. I am connecting so hard with Battlefield 1 single player. I haven't tried the the multiplayer yet, but this this is gunning for my game of the year, just like alongside... I would say Forza Horizon 3, Severed, I think is up there, Fire Emblem Fates, Uncharted 4. That's kind of the company that I feel Battlefield 1 is is in. 2016 has been an amazing year. I hope you guys have had a great year gaming. Let me know what you got on Black Friday. Tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. I would love to know what deals you guys got. You can leave a comment on wethenerdy.com uh, under this post. Or join the Facebook group, and I'll get to that at the very end. But instead, um, I'm going to jump into our chat with Lucas Rose. He's from Flux to Pose. You can check out that show on iTunes and Google Play. And mostly, I mean, you just go to fluxtopose.com. You can find everything right there. A lovely little website, a little Mega Man theme going on there. And uh, my guest is, as I mentioned, Lucas Rose. Find him on Twitter at heavymetal underscore riff, which is amazing. I can't believe we didn't really even talk about metal we talk about music a little bit we talk about the creative process and we definitely talk about some heavy stuff and so i hope you guys are in for that type of episode where we're going for one of those this week this is a special one here he is 
Lucas Rose. Like, you know, the goalies always have those. They say they're the weirdest ones on the group half the time. They so. have to be. I always think about that, too. We had when the Oilers went on their Stanley Cup run, we had Dwayne Rollison. And he was a, such a weird guy. He used to do this thing with his head. He would, like, kind of touch his ears to his shoulders all the time. And that was hmm. his, like, a lot of goalies will touch all four poses or the three posts and all that. But he yeah. would always kind of touch his ears to his shoulder. I'm doing it right now. You can't see this. And neither can people <laughs> listening. They, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm touching my headphones to my, to my shoulders. So I, I don't know. I you should I, start doing that before your podcast. Just uh, uh. a nice little like centering, little like mental exercise. Yeah. Instead yeah. of well, I, I generally just eat before the podcast. <laughs> 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 I do the same, except for with beer, and I drink it, and it tends to go pretty good usually. Jason and I were talking about this too. I haven't, um, I haven't had a drink in a long time, but I kind of want to, when I listen to Flex to Pose, just to join in on the, let's just sit around and have a, have a little, little chat. Just like we're hanging out over, over beers. Most people have like a, a, like I like to say that I have a conversation over a coffee, but when Mm -hmm. I'm listening to to Flex to Pose, I want to just make my own beer and sit on the, on the deck, even if it's. 30 below zero. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. That's what I kind of want to do. You guys have become my, my chores podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And I think that this should be a thing. I think that this is something that you guys should like brand as, as like the go to there's, this is a space that hasn't been owned. I don't think by any podcast. I think there's also an opportunity for people to own the grocery shopping space. Uh, yes, but you yes. guys are definitely all over my my vacuuming and scrubbing toilets and yard work. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Just all of a sudden, I was listening to it. Just kind of like lined up. It was pretty unreal, actually. We'll call it the chore and bore. We're the, the chore and bore podcast. <laughs> okay, I need to get to the bottom of this like self deprecating humor because like is it is it real or is it like I don't know where this comes from because you you guys joke a lot about it, but you have like a really good quality show like i i giggle throughout i lol in real life excellent that's what we want but we can't see the thing is it stems from one our inability to realize (laughs) that anybody would care about anything that we do (laughs) and two well and i think that also i think that stems from the fact that we've I think you talked with Jason about it a little bit, but we've talked about how we'll start a lot of things and never finish them. Mm -hmm. So we can't really comprehend how anyone would want to, you know, you do that a couple of times, a handful of times. And then you're like, uh, how could anyone like this thing that we're actually doing? Cause we've tried, we've failed on so many fronts in the past. It's, it's inconceivable that anybody would, would care at this point. But I think it kind of started off as sort of a joke, and now we just kind of <laughs> roll with it because I'm definitely perpetuating it just because uh, I I don't I can't think of an episode lately that hasn't started with Jason saying like, well, you know, if you're still here, thanks for listening. <laughs> we're sorry about what we're about to do. <laughs> you just kind of roll with it at that point. Yeah. Is there ever been a point where you um, didn't like? Did you, like, cause you guys have been going on for a while. I talked to Jason about this as well. Um, like, 
are you just waiting for the other shoe to drop or like what is what is going on at least this at least this way you have a way to document like him having a baby i don't know if he's gonna be having a child while on the show as well but that's kind (laughs) of awesome yeah um i I guess it does kind of feel that way because Mm -hmm. it it almost seems too good to be true that whereas we've been doing it for so long We've had so many instances in the past where we've – it really stems from high school I think for both of us oh, yeah. where you get like a creative project going and you you involve – well, the common mistake is to involve too many people I feel like. Totally. And then, then everybody just falls like dominoes. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we did it one time and it was great. Let's do it for real this time and then so-and-so can't make it or so-and-so moved away and we can't do it now. So it all just kind of – it just kind of all falls apart, but or so and so snuck into my bedroom and slept with my wife, or <laughs> yeah, now it's going to be really awkward. Yeah, I mean, how do you move past from that? It, and I, I think it just kind of, it kind of requires one person to, to t- kind of helm the whole idea. Mm-hmm. I think, and Who's I think the that's helmer? something. I would say in this particular instance it would be jason it was jason's original idea and he knows like as me as a creative person i'm going to contribute as needed and so (laughs) we just kind of we both kind of fit into that really easily those roles pretty easily so yeah um, yeah jason kind of mentioned that you went to film school and i kind of wanted to get to the bottom of that and like because you're often referred to as the creative one so when when did you know that like film school was a thing and then let that was something that you wanted to kind of pursue. Well, unlike most of the people I feel like that go to film school, there's always this, there's this weird percentage that seems to happen. I find, or at least it did in the few, um, years that I went to film school and then the people who went after me and before me. Mm -hmm. And that's that about 80% of the class will be, um, will be made up of like, people who are 18 to like 25, which I would consider fairly young. You know, you're still kind of figuring out what you want to do. And apparently they have. So they decided to go to film school. (laughs) And then you have like, 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 let's say if there's, I don't know, 30, I don't know, let's say 50 people Mm -hmm. in in the entire school, because this is a small film school. If there's 50 people and... I don't know, 80%. I'm really terrible with math, but 80%. That's why I went to film school. <laughs> 80% of them would be like, what, 35? Four, yeah, 35 out of 50 would be 18 to 20, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, about four people are like 30 to 35. Sure. Or somewhere in there. And where and are then, you on this spectrum? I'm th- At the time, I think I was 27. Okay, so just you're just waiting for the right moment to go. Now I want to be right. the oldest guy because you before you go to school, you don't know the distribution of ages in the classroom. You're like, you know, now I think it's a good time for me to look like a Van Wilder type of character. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, and I think that um, oh, and plus you get like two, like you get one or two people who are like 45, and you're just like, man, what's uh, Look at these losers. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> glad, I, glad I came in early and then all the 18 to 25-year-olds are like, man, look at these losers. They're 30. What are they going to do? <laughs> um, so what really happened with me was I ended up um, 
I think I'm known as the creative type because I used to doodle a lot in school when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody, if anybody finds out you have any drawing talent whatsoever, any artistic talent like, like that, people who can't draw seem to think that people who can even doodle just one little simple picture, they're like, Oh, I didn't know you were an artist, dude, you should be drawing more. Why aren't you drawing more? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't draw that well, dude. There's like so many people out there who like make a point to draw so much, so many hours every day to get better at their, at their craft. And Mm -hmm. if I did that, then yeah, maybe I would be drawing well, but at this point, but unfortunately I can draw like one particular thing well, and then I can never recreate that again. So I couldn't do animation, animation, comic (laughs) comic stuff. So there's that. And then the little things I've done, like I've made some music, um, here and there, just kind of tinkering around with that. So here and there, like you're skipping right over your own theme song. That was yours. (laughs) My understanding is that your that is your creation. Yes. And it, my my wife always bugs me. She's like, why do you always listen to that song? I'm like, this is such a groovy tune. Like, and I'm going to just, I did it with Jason's episode. I'm going to do it for this episode as well. I don't I, let the song just play into the interview, but I just let that whole track just play out. Oh, snap. So I'm just going to well, do, because it's kind of like how you guys do your show. So I just kind of, I'm going to meld the two. I was tempted to grab a couple bumpers for, well, maybe we could do the news. Uh, maybe do sure. a little, I mean, the whole thing is really IRL. This whole show is IRL. Oh, snap. So wait, if it, the whole show is IRL when Jason was on, does that mean he didn't have anything to really talk about? Because that's usually how IRL goes on. Our show. <laughs> Jason, I'm sorry. I'm calling you out. This was the test. I was thinking about this all day. I was like, we need to find out. We need to put some secret messages or just like cheap digs into Jason just to see if he's going to check this out. Yeah. For sure. And that was sure. the first of many, so that's all right. Yes, they are there there will be plenty throughout the show to sprinkle in. It'll be it'll be well, I guess we'll see. We'll see if he uh if he finds out the horrible uh truths and definitely not made up things that we say about him. So. Indeed, indeed. So uh, you're yeah. you're you're creating some music because you're not much of a drawer or a doodle or a doodler, not much of an animator. Uh, you get into music. So how does that translate? What's the journey from just wh- wait a minute? Actually, what am I even saying here? <laughs> how do you my my both of my brothers are very musical. I can like doodle, dabble on the guitar a touch, but both of my brothers can like produce music, and I don't understand like how that even works. Um. When did you discover that you were able to create, capture, record, produce, whatever, all of, like the music? I don't even understand. It's like ski jumping for me. Like, I don't understand how you go, you know what? I'm going to try that for the first time. <laughs> right? Because how does that first time go? Like, yes. You would think that would just immediately turn you off from ever doing that again, <laughs> unless you were like a savant at that. I mean, it would turn you, it's a quick way to weed, weed out the, the losers because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Cause they'll never walk again, obviously. So. <laughs> walk or breathe or have an wake enjoyable up again. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, how do you discover how, how do you come across the tools and the, the wherewithal to, to make music? I kind of feel like sometimes my life is just an amazing string of coincidences that kind of led up to this point. Cool. But mm-hmm. Um, well, when I was younger, uh, I used to hang out at my grandma's a lot because she lived next door and she had an organ and she had this, uh, this book that you could play, uh, different songs, kind of like older songs, stuff that I didn't even know what they were really at the time. 
And uh, what was interesting about this book is that they put all the keys numerically instead of like they had the regular notes that you could just read off from like you would read uh, a music sheet normally. Mm -hmm. but they also had numbered keys. So I learned kind of how to play that way originally. So I had kind of built up somewhat of a musical understanding when I was younger. And then in high school, I was in band or middle school. I was in band for a little bit. And then what was that like? Of... What was that like being a band geek? Because I was a band geek oh. as well. So like, which is weird because enough of like the not the not of the nerdiest were involved in the band. So that was yeah. that kind of got me through a little bit. But I'm I'm always curious whenever I hear somebody's in band. I'm like, what was what was that like? Well, we had we had a smaller we have a small school, especially at the time. Yeah, and uh, it was weird because we had like the kids who were playing Pokemon in one quarter in one corner, like the trombone section or something mm -hmm. were playing Pokemon and magic, the gathering. But then you had some of the football players who played saxophone and then I played <laughs> trumpet at the time. So it was a really weird mix of people. I felt like everybody I knew was in band for some reason. Why? Okay. I want to talk about that little segmentation there because why is it always the jocks who play saxophone and the, <laughs> the nerdy magic kids who are playing trombone? Like, I feel like that wasn't like, hypothetically, it was the nerdiest kids playing trombone and the, yeah. the jocks playing saxophone. Was that actually the way that it went down? It felt that way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Were you there the was magic like, kids? No, see, I was in I was in the trumpet section, which meant that we felt we were better than everybody else mm -hmm. in the in the uh, band for yep. some reason. I don't know why, because it's a hard that's instrument. Kind of, it, I mean, we didn't have chairs. Three buttons doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> My brother plays it, trumpet. I still don't understand. My dad plays trumpet. I don't get it. Well, in in at that level, people like us kids thought. If I play harder and louder, it somehow meant that I was playing better for some reason. Uh -huh. So everything sounded like really awful, I, I mm -hmm. would like to think. But uh, I don't know. I don't know why that that segmentation kind of happened, but it definitely seemed uh, that it ended up that way. Um, and we didn't have chairs or anything. In, in our band. So it's not like there was really any competitiveness to it whatsoever. Uh -huh. But for me, it was it was kind of a anxiety ridden part of my life because oh, no. I never went to I never went to any of the um, oh, what are they called where you you actually go to the where all the bands meet up and do like who's going to win the oh, medals. Yeah. Or, I, I never really had any interest in that. I didn't really like traveling. Um, I joined. I wasn't really that great i could play the trumpet but i wasn't like good i just played it when in band like mm -hmm. i never really practiced that much but i decided to join jazz band for some ungodly reason and when i first got there because it was an extracurricular thing it wasn't another class like you didn't just go to jazz band instead of regular band mm -hmm. and uh i got there on the first i do remember the first day and i was just like i'm in way over my head this is <laughs> the biggest mistake all all the kids were older than me and I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, this was a horrible mistake. So um, I guess like – so that kind of gives that a little bit of background but mm -hmm. then drop all of that come high school because I stopped doing a lot of extracurricular stuff. Was it supposed um, to be like a clean slate for you? 
No, it was more like I got extremely lazy and decided like half the time <laughs> I didn't even want to go to school. So yeah, I was like, I did join choir for for a little while, oh, okay. and that was. I actually tried, unlike most of the. It was kind of a joke class for mm-hmm. a lot of people, but. I tried for the most part, but again, didn't go to any of the assemblies or anything unless it was during school. What, so was the laziness manifesting in land parties. Is that sort of what ended up happening was yeah. like, why would I, why, why all these extracurriculars? This isn't going to get me any further in life. Why don't I instead do an activity that also won't get me any further in life, except have an extremely <laughs> successful podcast in about 20 years. Um, I was that where, that. wow, 22 years, maybe. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yes exactly yeah yeah, right. yeah we'll be more accurate um <laughs> is that where like laziness kind of sets in you're like i think that i would just rather spend three full days with uh other dudes my age and play computer games in a basement yeah, somewhere in a stinky basement mm-hmm. and with a bunch of unwashed dudes um unwashed <laughs> yes and see I, this is will... the thing about your podcast is that jason knows all of your humor and like this is me i actually laugh out loud whenever like he's just like that yeah, good one good one lucas uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and... he's, he's over it already <laughs> i know <laughs> like like jason give him a little give him a little something this is me to me to you jason once again give him a, give lucas a little something something he's a tough audience you know he is a tough audience he's a tough nut to crack it's true I don't know how you deal with that. That's that's got to be that's got to be tough. You need you need a, like a laugh guy just in the background, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just like a, laugh a producer. Track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first podcast with a laugh track. <laughs> that's that's this actually. I could just like stop talking for a little while, and then everyone, I'll just let the person talk, and then every once in a while, I'll just drop in like a mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and then and then a, a far out laugh, like I'm 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 laughing so heartily that I'm that I'm leaning back in my chair and yeah. and falling away from the microphone. So uh, like Jason it. Jason mentioned that he didn't like you when he first came to know you. Did you know that? No, I don't blame him either. Is that really. awkward? Was that awkward? Did you know that later? Like, did you ever talk about like, man, I thought you were a real douche when I first saw you. <laughs> yeah, I think um, once we kind of started hanging out on our own separately from the, the land parties and stuff. And I mean, we didn't really do a whole lot, but I would say we were in that kind of in between stage of just being kind of a normal teenager of like 17, 18, 19 years old Mm -hmm. into the 21 years old. Okay. Now I can drink stage of, you know, your partying, partying years. If you you wait that long to 21. No, no, Uh, (laughs) because here, here it's 18, which is like insane. Cause for us, it's like, if you can't, if you can vote, you should be able to drink and vice versa. But, but everywhere else, actually just in the province I live in is 18. Everywhere else seems to be 19. And then in the States, like 21 is extremely foreign to any of us. So I always wonder like who, who waits to 21 to really have a drink? Cause we were drinking three years ahead of our like, uh, legal age, which is like 15, 16 kind of thing. So where does, where does alcohol kind of come in for you? Because you now have, um, a nice relationship with beer. Well, I would say that um, I would I would I think probably around 16 or 17 yeah. loosely yep. like I knew some friends and I was very timid about it and like uh-huh. okay I'll just have one I was very afraid of um, interactions between my body and any other substances at the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and so once I kind of got over that, then it wasn't too bad. And Where then, did that come from? Just a lifetime of scarring from your from parents and TV shows of <laughs> like a, a girl lighting a cigarette and then becoming a cigarette. I don't know if you had those anti smoking commercials. We had some pretty graphic ones here. But was no, it we didn't. kind of from there that you were averse to the substance abuse? <laughs> well, um, I mean, I right, rightly so, really. I think that it's uh, a combination of of the anxiety again. And I think that kind of stems from when I was younger Mm -hmm. because when I was probably about 12 or 13, I fell in with a pretty bad crowd at the time. Not, not nerds or anything like that. I guess you'd call them the stoner burnouts of the time. And I had a pretty rough time. I was really big into pot. Unfortunately at at a really young age, I think is really the, is my, my personal issue with myself, if I could go back and talk to myself, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing, you idiot? Mm-hmm. Um, but so I got caught by my mom uh, for the first time and didn't do it again uh, at all. Never smoked pot after that. What was uh, that while like? I was in school. Where, caught? Where, yeah, where were you? Like were you in the basement or like in the no. bathroom or – no, it's it's much more odd. Okay, so <laughs> I was in a town, well, loosely town, I guess more of a township really, um, about five miles away or so, uh-huh. walking down a dirt road with my friend who I will say was always the provider of the goods. I never really, I never, I never had any money, so I didn't ever pay for any of this stuff. It was just <laughs> the people I hung out with and it's all their fault. Yeah. Um, so I was walking down the dirt road coming home from, uh, or coming back to my friend's house after we went to the house, you know, cause there's the there's house. There's always the house. Go, mm-hmm. you, you go to get the stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we had got the stuff <laughs> and enjoyed the stuff. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I see this truck uh, coming down the road. And I'm like, man, that looks really familiar. And no at the time, way. yeah, at the time my mom and dad were separated. My mom was living in a town um, probably about 10, 15 miles away. And so I'm like, oh, that must be my dad. So I kind of got freaked out. But then I saw my mom was in the car too, was in the truck too. And then I got really freaked out. And so she picked me up because it was a weeknight. It was like seven o'clock on a weeknight and school was the next day. Should you have been anywhere else? Like, should you have been at like band or or I don't even know. Like there's nothing home. Should have been home. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was the stickler about those things. She's like, why is he out with your, with his friends, you know, at seven o'clock at night when he should be home? You know, he never does his homework and everything. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure he's got homework to do. Were you a bad student? Um, I had terrible uh, work ethic. Okay, so, well, I'll get back to that, that after. Yeah. I'll get back to that after. Um, so basically, I get picked up, and then we go to get gas in the at the gas station because it's dark out by this point. Mm-hmm. And so she, did, my mom, doesn't know what's going on, and my dad doesn't really know what's going on. He's driving the, the truck, and we stop to get gas. And of course, you got those bright lights overhead. And she looks at me and she says, "Are you high?" Oh my god! <laughs> and I. I've never really lied to my mom. I'm actually kind of a, a, I don't know, I guess a good kid, I guess you would say. I never yeah, a really good kid got who gets stoned at 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I was a walking contradiction. Um, <laughs> and so I said, yes, I am, mom. No. And I started crying and I felt so bad because I let my parents down. And Aww. so 
my dad is inside paying because I don't even think this was the time where you like you would pay before you pumped and all that stuff because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have like debit cards or it wasn't really a um, popular yet. So he was out of the car anyway. And so we get home and, um, you know, I'm in trouble and I'm sitting on the steps inside her house and my mom and dad are talking about it. And she says, well, did you know he was high? And he's like, what? And he looks at me and he swats me across the head because he didn't have any idea. And um, (laughs) like after that, like I was that's kind of where all that like I didn't want to be that kid anymore. I stopped. My mom made sure I stopped hanging out with those kids. And um, when Jason and I. Well, when he remembers me as being annoying is when I really uh, started hanging out with another friend. I don't even remember how we started hanging out, but he was a very outgoing personality. He had a very like um, extroverted personality, I guess. And so Mm -hmm. he was very loud, very boisterous. And um, I don't know how him and I, his name was Matt. I don't know how him and I started hanging out because we were opposites, but uh, he did like gaming. He liked a lot of simulation gaming, like racing and uh, flying and stuff like that. And nice. I think that's kind of where we had a connection. And so him and I started hanging out and that kind of got me out of the um, people that I was hanging out with who were bad. for me. So needless to say, that guy ended up becoming a drug dealer. Oh, <laughs> and needless he to was, say. Yeah, and he was the guy who ended up um, kind of being like, oh, just have a beer. You know, and and got me back into like, you know, many years later when I was, you know, 18, well, probably 16, 17, 18, somewhere around in there. What do, you, what do you think his relationship with his mother is like? If you you have you had such obviously such a, a nice, great, natural relationship with your mother that she said, I'm so disappointed with you. You don't ever do this again. You say, <laughs> right. yes, mother. Great. This kid. What I mean, just where do these where do these kids pop up from? I've always wondered this. Uh, I had a decent enough upbringing, and I turned out all right. Uh, I start to like it's it's easy to blame the movies. Um, mm-hmm. I know that that's been a controversial topic for a long time. My younger brother, this is probably terrible to even just out him like this. I feel like he <laughs> he watched the movie Scarface and yeah. went kind of like halfway through and went, I could really fucking do this. Like, oh, no. I can, I could do this. I could just, like, it's here, the whole plan is laid out. You just, you go work for a guy, and then you kill the guy. Not that he killed anybody, but, and then you just <laughs> take over the business. And then my theory is that he just didn't watch the ending. Right, right. But he the just, downfall. like, yeah, you just, like, Spoiler. you just stop the movie. Like, that's good enough for me. I can figure out how it ends. It's obvious that everybody lives happily ever after in, in mountains of money from selling drugs. It's so a perfect he, success story. I, <laughs> that's what they call those movies. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so like where, oh man, are you frustrated that you came across a guy like that in your life? Do you, or is it more of like a, a lesson building type of experience? Well, I kind of appreciate it because I learned how to deal with that. Like at that point, I didn't really go overboard with anything. Mm-hmm. I think if my mom kind of knew and she knew him. And the thing about uh, about Matt was that he was a really um, he was a real social chameleon. He fit in really well with um, a lot of different types of people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time when I thought it was just going to be me and him hanging out and playing games or something, because we we did that often. And uh, he would just have all of a sudden the the undesirable element 
uh, come in and pick up <laughs> drugs or whatever. He'd be, and I'm like, man, I thought we were just going to hang out, but this kind of turned into, you know, people using you for your connections or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little disappointing. And yeah. um, unfortunately, what happened to him that, now? Where's yeah. he at now? <laughs> well, uh, he actually ended up passing away not too long ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did story. not see that coming. I am so sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Cause we weren't close at that point because I ended up, um, once I moved to Rockford with Jason and we got an apartment together, we hung out a little bit, but he ended up continuing his bad Ways. habits and his negative life really. And, yeah. um, I mean, we joke, I, I, at least I do about, our hometown and how if you never move away from there, you're you're not going to escape the the horrible depression mm-hmm. that is living there. And it seems to be working out to be true at this point because uh, he was found alone in his house uh, and he had passed from what nobody knows. Just gone here one day, gone the next. And we didn't um, we didn't really talk too much past when Jason and I lived together. Yeah. Um, my wife wasn't really didn't really care for him that much because at that point he had kind of spiraled down into a very obvious drug element. So mm-hmm. it's probably for the best at this point that I stopped hanging out with him because it it could have easily have been, I don't know, him I ended up living with instead of Jason or something. And then I could have been, you know, down that path as well. So I guess I just kind of appreciate that because. You know, I'm glad that we were friends and he really was a good guy at heart. It's just mm-hmm. his his morals were kind of questionable. What were some um, of your favorite times? You mentioned you guys were playing a lot of simulation games together, racing and, and flight. Like, was that kind of where uh, were you playing those games before you knew him or were you did? Was he introducing you to like the uh, the crazy detail of the simulation? Uh, a little bit of both. Sure. Um, I you know, I was fairly familiar with with um because just really quick for background for this i was a sega genesis console gamer when i was at like eight ish to 12 or 13 and then that's when we got our first computer which was a gateway and nice it, it was a gateway because that opened up a world of pc computing and then like half-life came out and i was like oh i better upgrade my graphics card mm-hmm. and so that was like the first time i ever upgraded my graphics card and, what, do you uh, remember what you got? Oh God, it was a, it was. I know it was an Nvidia GeForce. I think they were GeForces at the time. It was like a lead tech. Gosh, whatever num- numbering convention they were at the time, like forty two hundred or some ridiculous <laughs> thing like that. Yeah. You know, and um, automatically denotes just like it's amazing. Somehow you're like, well, that's a <laughs> random number, like ten eight, ten seventy, ten eighties. Now it's like, okay, right. that sounds like a really fancy number. Sure, we're going back in in the um, the you know numbers, but I guess that that makes it okay somehow. Yeah, yeah it, um, it's retro's new. My first one was a Voodoo Two 3DFX. Oh card. wow! Yeah, Diamond Monster Classic. So yeah. yeah anyways, you got you had Half Life. You're upgrading your your graphics card. OpenGL yeah. was a thing you had to worry yes. about. Mm-hmm. Yes, needed to be enabled. DirectX mm-hmm. and OpenGL, and uh, it was a it was a brand new frontier. And so he was into <laughs> computer building as well. Like he okay. really liked to. Uh, he built his own rig. And by the time I had, you know. I basically replaced every single part in whatever computer we had at the time so that it was a brand new computer in an old case. Um, nice. A sleeper, so, as they say. 
Yes. It's like a sleeper and, car, but in computer form. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure it looked really awesome in its beige, you know, um, <laughs> landscape mode, if you will. Put your was giant it really? monitor. Yeah, at least the gateway was at the time. It was uh, the lay Wasn't down. it like a stand-up tower? You just like laid it horizontally and the monitors would sit on top sometimes? Yep. Yep. Oh my god, that's amazing! The CD-ROM would pop out. Oh, that is great. <laughs> how um, did you know to How did you know to build everything? Like, how where, where did that experience come in? Honestly, I don't know. They just I mean, kind I, of fit together the pieces. Oh, I found it. I was I was um, throughout this talk. I was looking on my Newegg history to see if I could find my Newegg order history in 2004. Okay, so this might not have been my first upgrade. But it's the I was going to say it sounded about. Nvidia sounded like very modern for half-life but uh okay yeah that that is crazy that your new egg history goes back 12 12 years is that the math yeah. he's gonna do the math for Our, me well yeah 2016 10, 12 years two. yeah yeah that's why i went to film school so that's probably this little i don't even have right an excuse here. i need a spreadsheet or something that's what i need go to film school that'll be your excuse I would love to go to film school, actually. I just didn't know it was a thing. Like, that's my, and I'm sorry for this tangent. I get really frustrated oh, with, uh, I didn't know what to do. Like, coming out of high, I didn't, like, I basically oh, just knew the know. jobs that I came into contact with, like, cashier or yes. lawyer or doctor, things like, and I'm like, there's no way I'm becoming a lawyer or a doctor or an astronaut as much as I wanted to be an astronaut after seeing <laughs> Armageddon five times in the theater. I'm right? like, well, if e I either need to train to be an astronaut or an oil rigger, like an oil driller guy, like then I'm going to fly me <laughs> up to an asteroid. That's probably the path. So anyway, how do you, how did you know to like build computers? And then well, like, then you ordered this thing from, from Newegg. Um, I, th I, I remember I used to be big into gaming magazines, like, um, when I had the Genesis and I want, and I almost wonder if, it carried over to like PC world and mm -hmm. stuff like that because I do remember reading um, or like PC gaming or something like that. So I do remember reading those. Um, and then I, I imagine maybe he helped me probably with the first one. I don't know where he had any of his knowledge from, but um, the card that I ordered was the lead tech in 2004 mm -hmm. um, and of August. So pretty late in 2004 lead tech G force FX 5700. Mm -hmm. Ultra Direct X9 enabled, so pretty late. <laughs> yeah. um, 128 megabits of uh, GDDR3 RAM, AGP. Wow, so we're talking. How much does it say? How much you paid for it? Um, it says out of stock, 150 dollars and 99 cents at the time. You know what? That's that's reasonable. I think yeah. that's pretty good. That was a mid mid grade card, I think, for the time. Mm -hmm. And did you, when you plugged it in, do you remember just like blazing speeds? And I'm gonna instead of playing a game, I'm gonna spend the next week throwing up benchmarks. <laughs> uh, I don't think you know. It's it's sad because now that's what I do. Like I think yeah. the first time <laughs> when I when I ordered my most recent video card, I think I I ran a benchmark of my old one and then installed the new one and then ran another benchmark, which. Mm -hmm takes like an hour or so or 30 minutes or whatever by the time you <laughs> load it up and let it go through its thing. Uh, I think at the time I was just glad I could finally play some of the games that everybody else was playing and it didn't look like a slideshow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to boot up this game I couldn't play, but I was still trying to play. You know, I got through chapter one on slideshow mode and now I can actually, you know, be competitive. Um, so 
he winding this all the way back to to my relationship with him um he was much more into simulations at the time like aircraft simulators you know he had the the um the stick and the rudder pedals and all nice. that craziness thruster yeah. and um he really liked military simulation games and stuff like that so yeah we would we would play um heck we would even just take turns on his computer i don't even think we really land too much because at that point it was always you know you spend two hours trying to get the computers to see each other and then you're like well i've got to go so that was fun i guess we'll play next time um and so (laughs) you know that's kind of how our that's kind of what we would do Mm -hmm. and um you know then old druggy jim would show up looking for (laughs) you know marijuana or whatever and i'd be like be like oh man i wish we were playing video games right now yeah, Jim is the worst. Sorry to anybody named Jim out there. Oh, as long as my, you're not my, my nephew will will grow into a Jim. Right for now, he's James, but later ah. he'll grow into a Jim. So hopefully, he's not a druggy Jimmy James Jameson. <laughs> now he's getting some alcohol in there. Getting he's getting all of the. All I the know thing. somebody who named her son it, it, like directly after the whiskey. I'm like, that's kind of a hmm. setting him down a path. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, so were you always hanging out at Matt's house? Were you always hanging out at your place? Like, what's what's some of the what are some of the good times as we're remembering Matt here? Um, yeah, we we would uh, hang out a lot at his house because his dad was a security guard or uh, not a security guard, a um, uh, corrections officer. I guess oh, would be of the course. Yes, term. this is this is just right out of a movie here. Holy crap! <laughs> yes, and so and you were asking about how I think this all came to be. They were also split, but not on friendly terms, his mom and dad. Mm. So his mom was kind of out of the picture for the most part. And then uh, his dad would work like crazy for way too long. Um, So he was overworked and then he would come home and sleep most of the day because I think he worked. I'm pretty sure he worked late into the night and then early into the morning. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, his dad was pretty not a great guy as far as just. He was always miserable. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So whenever his dad was like not around, whether he was sleeping or whatever, we would hang out in his room and we'd play games. And then um, they lived out on kind of a not really a farm, but they had a lot of land around them. And so we would go out and sometimes we'd shoot guns because that's a thing you do when you live out in the country. Of course. Um, he was the he was the friend that had like a three wheeler at the time. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Totally yep. illegal now. Yeah, totally. With good reason. Three yes. wheels don't turn out to be such a great, uh, at least when the one wheel's in the front. Turns out to be a bad idea. Um, snowmobiles. They sort know, of look like the, the, the motorcycle from um, the Nolan Batman movies, come to think of it. Like the tires were so fat and oh, they kind yes. of like wobble around like that. Like the, the what did the, what was that called even? I want to call it the Batmobile because, or the Bat Cycle. I don't know. I think it was People the Bat Cycle. That, right? That's a dumb name too so (laughs) (laughs) or maybe the bat it is it does come up when you google search bat cycle but uh bat cycle sounds more like like a bike a huffy bike that you buy for 80 dollars for your kid and it's batman themed you know it actually sounds like something that bat girl experiences every four weeks or so (laughs) (laughs) and that's it folks all right Uh, okay so Things with his parents weren't so good. You mentioned that your parents were separated, but when they found you doing the bad stuff, they were together. Like, what was what was it like growing up with your parents who were separated but still had like a good? They obviously had some sort of good relationship going. Like, what what's the story there? Well, 
how sad do you want this podcast to get? Because let's I just make keep a... going. Let's just keep going. We've okay. got a we've I'll got just... a, a friend who passed away. We've got okay. um yeah yeah preteens getting high. Yeah, yeah. Yep. let's let's keep um, going. Let's keep. <laughs> so when I was um so Son I of think a bitch. when I was <laughs> when I was twelve, I think um, my mom decided that she was going to move out of the house because uh, now this is a house that my dad had built. For our family, I wasn't born yet when it was completed. I had just gotten. I was. I just got. I born. just got born. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what um, that born guy from the identity says when you he kills somebody. You just got born. Now we're done. Um, we'll, we'll sprinkle some hilarity through this dark and depressing story yes. here. That, that'll work. I, I think like this it. is where my my humor comes from because if you can't laugh, then you're just crying or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's what they say. Yeah, no, so, for sure. Um, so my mom said that um, she had to move out because um, my dad had gotten progressively worse. He had. Um, they said that he had multiple sclerosis, but it's not 100% sure exactly what happened. All I know for sure is that when he was in the army for um, Desert Storm or Gulf War, I don't know. Yeah, holy crap. One of, one of those weird wars that was like after Vietnam and wasn't like nearly as talked about, I guess, or nearly as, you know – made out in history as when you say desert storm it sounds like a secret mission that nobody's actually allowed to talk about (laughs) right well like somebody forgot to kill somebody about that one yeah yeah for sure like that wasn't supposed that was supposed to be those documents that have like one letter or one word and then the rest of it is just black tape like all over the rest of the confidential document yeah Um, there's there's some some guy who's really into parkour he's sitting in an fbi office he's like tell me about desert storm the guy's like okay i can tell you but then i will have to kill you and the parkour (laughs) artist is like got it i i've i've had it with life anyway so just lay it on me tell me and he tells him and before the guy could kill him he just parkours the f out of there and now we all know what desert storm is i think that's the true hollywood story parkour is to blame Mm -hmm. I, i i feel like um so it was one of the yeah, it was one of those wars that um, wasn't highly mediaized, I guess, because sure. until Parkour Man got, got away. <laughs> um, and so he was training. He was in training uh, for that, and they were doing a carry, like when how you carry wounded soldiers off the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy who was carrying him had done it wrong and actually caused a spinal injury. Oh and my, my dad god! Was, yeah, my dad was in the hospital for. Like this was all before I was born, so I don't really. What a shitty way to get injured when you're in the military! Of all the things that can happen to you, damn it! But it beats getting shot and killed. I suppose. I mean, getting shot in the buttocks apparently like gets you a whole (laughs) ton of ice cream. And the according to force and the buttocks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He he spent a bunch, a bunch of time, like I think three months or something like that, uh, recovering in the hospital. But I think it what we. What we're thinking is that it was a lingering injury that just kind of got worse over time, mm. and then uh, diseases came into play, and just just not doing so well. I was too young to really understand a lot of what was happening, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a lot of like, uh, you know, medical technology nowadays is great, but back then it was kind of, especially where we lived, it wasn't exactly the best. So my dad built this house. My mom 
and we all lived in it. My brother, my half brother and sister for getting technical, all lived there. Um, and then my mom said, I can't, my dad got progressively worse. My mom says, I can't, um, I can't handle this. I can't take care of your dad. Cause my dad, um, took a lot of really heavy medication for pain. It would cause mm-hmm. him to, we used to laugh at him about it at the time because it was so common that he would get this big old bowl of ice cream. Um, sometimes we'd eat dinner at my grandma's cause again, she was next door and, um, he'd get this big old bowl of ice cream after dinner, but he had taken his pills before dinner and he would fall asleep in his ice cream because they, Aww. they were so sedative. Um, mm. they had such a sedative effect that it was, um, it was really, you know, thinking back on it now, it was pretty awful to see, but that we had like, I think one local doctor, like actual doctor that a lot of the same people went to. And, um, it seems like at the, or now thinking back on it, there were a lot of medications being prescribed that I think most doctors nowadays would be very hesitant to do because there wasn't so much of the, um, the epidemic of prescription painkiller abuse that we see now. Right, right, right. Or at least we didn't know about it. There probably was just as bad. It sounds like these are the doctors who will either either give you these crazy uh, painkillers or just say, well, if you're feeling sick, just bleed it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, walk it off. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, So it was very stressful for my mom, and I don't blame her whatsoever for it. Totally, Um, oh my gosh. My mom said, now, you know, you're old enough to make this decision. Who do you want to live with? Mm-hmm. And I wait, could, how old are you at this point when you, when she says you're old enough to make that decision? Uh, I think it was, I think it was 10 or 11. Okay. What so, do you think about that now? Were you, were you old enough to make that choice? Yeah. I think given, yeah. I mean, you do have to, it would be a kid to kid, um, basis. Like you can't just say that for anybody who's 10 or 11 years old, but I think that, because I could at least understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was given that choice um, as a courtesy, I guess, you know, as a, as a way to say, like, I get that you're, you know, that you understand what's happening and you have a say in this too. Um, so my, I said, you know, I, I'm going to stay with dad because for two reasons. Um, one, because I wanted to make sure, I mean, he's falling asleep in his ice cream. Somebody's got to watch him, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he also smoked, and he would often fall asleep with a cigarette in his hand. Um, he also, I didn't want to go to a new school. A- anxiety, again. Mm-hmm. So I just couldn't fathom the thought of going to a new school um, where I'd have to meet a bunch of new people. It just terrified the heck out of me. I said, I want to stay with my dad. So uh, about... Let's see. I guess I was 12 when I was caught um, smoking. And mm-hmm. that was about the time that um, my mom had said, OK, I think I'm ready to get back together because my dad was making strides to take less medication. Um, he used to walk with a cane and he tried walking without it for a long time um, just because he felt like it was <laughs> this is going to be a terrible joke because he felt like it was a crutch. And so, (laughs) but like, he felt like he didn't really need it. And so he, um, did that for a while and was trying to, I don't know, take care of himself better. And, uh, so she moved back in. Um, and then I was probably 13, maybe just, well, it was in, it was in January. My brother was just getting ready to leave for Florida that morning. 
And my dad had told him, um, you know, wished him farewell. My brother was moving to Florida so that he could make a living down there. And uh, I was asleep because I slept in as much as I could. I'd stay up until three o'clock in the morning and sleep until, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon if I could. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I remember hearing this noise and I was like, what the heck was that? But I went back to sleep. And so I got up probably an hour later and um, my dad had fallen asleep on the floor in the kitchen or in the dining room uh, on the rug on the floor. And we didn't think much of it because, you know, he always falls asleep. We were like, okay, that's weird. But it honestly, after putting up with so many years of that, it's not out of the realm that that would happen. Right. Yeah. So my mom and I are sitting in the living room, which is um, on the other side of the house, same floor, but on the other side of the house. And I could, I, and that was when I heard that my dad's breathing was getting erratic and it wasn't as, um, you know, it wasn't like somebody was sleeping. It was like somebody was slowly being suffocated and that just pushed everything, you know, onto, you know, we're calling the ambulance. We're making, you know, trying to resuscitate him. And, um, the ambulance finally came, felt like it took forever. Uh, and they picked him up. We went to the hospital, the local hospital, of course, where that doctor resides. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, he passed away in the hospital. From <gasps> a, yeah. Uh, when, I, when I was 13 from a pulmonary embolism was the the ultimate diagnosis. Um, we suspect also the possibility that he took his pills because he was fine in the morning, from what I understand, when he um, told my brother goodbye, took his pills forgot he took his pills and took his pills again. And so oh we think that my ultimately gosh. was partially the problem. So uh and so yeah, that's kind of how did you how do you deal with that at that age? Like how do you how do you process that? I don't think you really do, honestly. Yeah. I I remember after the funeral um my fr- uh, Matt actually, and another friend of mine who used to go to the land parties, uh, had want, you know, they came to the funeral and they hung out with me afterwards. And, uh, it's a really, it's a, it was a really surreal time. Cause you know, with, with complete certainty of what happened, but it kind of doesn't feel real at the same time, even mm-hmm. though you know it, what, like it's almost too real, but at the yeah. same time you're just like, okay, so this is life now. Um, so they had offered to spend the night and we would just, you know, hang out and try to kind of forget what happened. And I mean, this was obviously a few days later after every, everything with the hospital and the ambulance and everything. Um, and now, like, I think back on that and I'm like, and my mom was fine with it. She said, you know, that's okay. You know, sure. Whatever. Um, but I think back on it now and I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, that's a really odd reaction. Yeah. What do you mean? She was okay with it. She had said like, if, if. Like I had asked because I'm not just going to assume my two – I've never really had two friends stay over at the same time. That's like party time, crazy time if it was any <laughs> other – you know, if it was any other day. Yeah. And so I said, hey, mom, is it OK? They want to. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, whatever you need. Yeah. And um, I think it was a – I think I kind of just processed it very soberly, very like literally – or not literally, but just very um, – I don't know. Like I said, I, I, it was a thing that happened and now this is our life and mm-hmm. we just kind of move on. And, um, I remember oddly, like it's, it's just weird how 
you react to things as a person. Right. Um, I remember being in gym class because I had been out for a few, like a week or so, maybe two weeks. I don't remember exactly. Um, and class had just started up over the holiday break. And, um, this kid had asked me and he was this, he was like a class clown and he, I had finally come back and obviously, you know, in a small school, you're going to notice when somebody's gone. Um, he said, you know, where the hell have you been or whatever? Uh. And I just blankly said, Oh, my dad actually died, but it's like a really uncomfortable thing, especially at that age. So I kind of smiled because it's really uncomfortable. You know what uh-huh, I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm just like, well, my, my dad died. And, uh, <sighs> He laughed and we were getting in trouble for talking over the, the gym teacher. And he was like, well, I asked him where he'd been and he said his dad died. So I didn't know if he was being serious. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so weird. So what did the teachers say? Like, did they, they did they know at this time too? Like, um, I don't know, to be honest. I, oh they just kind gosh. of like they were like. Well, she was really – she was a good gym teacher and uh, just a good teacher overall because yeah. she was also the health teacher and the sex ed teacher and stuff. And she was very um, – I would say very down to earth compared to some of the other teachers we had. And uh, she just kind of played it off like, well, we need to get – you know, we need to get back into doing what we're supposed to be doing. So it wasn't like – Lucas, is that true? Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Is was there a real reason for this disruption? Like, really, just dig into this whole thing, right? Come up to the front and let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, like, how are you with it now? Like, you obviously you you just told the whole story. Like, how are you? Like, are the holidays hard? Like, what's what's it like now? Years and years later, um, and now you have your a family of your own. Like, um, how, how does that? I don't know. Like, I I kind of asked about it, so you 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 talked about it today but is this something that um you guys and as a family talk about every once in a while or is it um well yeah i mean for sure because it definitely came up when when we were making wedding plans and um you know like we talked about you know boy i wish you know like my wife didn't even get to meet my dad at Mm -hmm. all she just knows him from pictures and we it's the reserved... same situation for me and Chelsea. Actually, Chelsea's dad passed away in two thousand nine, and oh, I met okay. her. I met her about a year and a half after that. Actually, uh, um, so yeah. same thing like wedding planning, and it's like no, no dance, first dance, or, or no uh, father of the bride kind of thing. Oh, it was like yeah. definitely, I definitely know. <laughs> that's a that's a very hard process it's... to go because there's these things that are just like set. Yep, exactly. And so, like, we re- we reserved a, a chair for him next to my mom. Oh, my God. That is so sweet. Holy crap. <laughs> and so uh, I think, like, it's it's interesting because I'm not – like, once that happened, our family as, a, as my extended family, like, my dad's side of the family and all of that have really kind of not contacted me that much. Um, Mm -hmm. my dad was my link to that side of my family. So when my grandma passed away and then a few years later, my grandpa, like that was it, like no more Rose side of the family, Rose being my last name. Um, and so, and then on my mom's side, like we used to do a lot of things around the holidays, but then that kind of like, once everybody got older, I was always kind of the younger 
um, of the all of the kids. And so once I got older, those things kind of stopped happening for that weird period of time where like everyone's just kind of too busy. Like all the kids are in their uh, like out of high school into college, too busy to come to the the family functions. So those kind of stopped doing uh, stopped happening as well. Yeah. So for a really long time, it was just kind of me and my mom. And um, like we don't really have a whole lot of family tradition because of that. And so, you know, fast forward to now, I don't have a huge family tie to my side, like my part of our family, like my, right. my wife's. Um, and so it doesn't really come up that often as far as like the holidays and stuff. We'll, we'll, we still do one thing at Christmas that my dad used to make us do as kids, which is he'd always make a, a pot of coffee, a cup of coffee, and he'd, he'd have to drink it before we could open our presents because <laughs> he, he really liked to prolong. Yes. The yes. I love that. <laughs> oh, that is so perfect. So we do that, especially, and now it makes even more sense because we have uh, Isaac, our son. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say honestly, the worst part, and probably the thing that that gets to me the most now. Well, it was when I was when I was younger. It used to be movies, and probably still movies that had to do with dads, yeah. especially passing away, obviously. But yeah. also the dreams. I'll have very vivid dreams, and they're not often like they just come out of the blue randomly. I'll go a year without having a dream about my dad. And then all of a sudden it'll, I'll have one. And it just like, you know how dreams can feel real sometimes as long as they're not fantastic. Like, Oh, I'm flying everywhere. So oh my gosh, last night I had a dream. I thought Chelsea had her baby and I was like, Oh, so we have a baby now. Like she's only halfway along. So yes, I definitely, I woke up and I'm like, where's the baby? It was very straight. It was like, I was like, and I woke up and then I guess maybe it's a good thing. Like, cause I woke up and like, I'm ready for that responsibility or as much as yeah. I think that I am as real as it was. But in the dream, I had actually missed the the birth. I walked in and oh, I was like, no. all done. Oh. I'm like, Oh, so that was heartbreaking. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you so felt I, that when you, I woke definitely, up that, that I, I know the feeling of the dream, uh, the power of the dream. Yeah. Which is why so- I like inception so much. um well who doesn't like inception i mean really there's so many wrong there's so many inception jokes you can make like anytime there's anything inside of anything inside of anything Mm -hmm. you know you have dreamception you have we had boxception in film school because as you can imagine um we have to make inception jokes in film school because that was Mm -hmm. i went when that movie was really big so oh love it um russian dollception yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or Ukrainian doll. I'm the not original, even sure. <laughs> the original exception, if you doll will. within a doll. <laughs> yeah. Within a doll. What Wait a minute. I, told you? <laughs> I think it started as the Ukrainian dolls, and then the Russians were like, "We're gonna go four dolls within dolls," and Ukrainians are like, "What are you nuts?" I don't know. <laughs> it's like they're. It's like a space program, but instead of like a space race, <laughs> it's a doll race. That's See who can fit race. the more. <laughs> How crazy can just it get? Nut. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you have, you have your son, Isaac. Is there a naming? Like, do you, did you name him? I don't, I didn't catch your dad's name. Is there a middle name in there or anything? Or Charles. Did you... Yep. He has the same middle name as my dad. My dad's, uh, first name was Dana, which I guess at the time was kind of a unisex name, but now I've met way more women named Dana than I have men. Yeah. I don't think I've met one man named Dana. Since. Dana Carvey. Ah, there you go. But still about the same age. So I guess, yeah, that would that would that make was sense. a thing and, back in. 
that year? Uh, 50 something. <laughs> sure, sure. So Charles is the name that you, you took from your dad. Yep. So Isaac Charles Rose. I uh, love that. Name. And this is just another one of those weird connections. Chelsea's dad was Don, but Charles is the name that we will likely be um, taking as a, his middle name will probably be a middle name for, for the son that we'll have. We're going to have a boy. So that's kind of neat. We just found out. Oh, congratulations. So yeah, just very strange. Like just the Charles is the name. Like, and that's, I'm not just saying that just to be like, well, that's kind of like, that's like, we've talked about that for months now. So that's crazy. Ah, oh, the, the star cross podcasters coming together <laughs> for just this one time. No, not just for this more one times. time. It has to be more times because I wanted to talk about games and we got that's true. rightfully sidetracked. This was a beautiful conversation. Yes. Um, I want to talk about before because I this is now getting very late for you uh, on the East Coast there. I get I get more daylight, although I'm north, so that's not exactly true. It gets pitch black here at 430 in the afternoon. Oh, boy. It's it's like the stuff nightmares are made out of. That's rough. It's like it's like um, Silent Hill. You just hear a whistle go off and it's dark for like 18 hours. It is like I'll be driving home from work and and it'll be totally fine. And I'll take one left turn and then just blackness. (laughs) Where am I? It's kind of like, did you play The Evil Within? Yes, I'm struggling through it as like right now. Well, not right now. I'm not playing a game while we talk, but that would be impressive. I kind of wanted I've always wanted to do that, but I am not a great multitasker. If I was even like writing notes as we were doing this, it'd be like you would know it. I'd be like, okay, so uh, <laughs> tell me about your relationship with your parents. You'd be like, are are, are you serious? I, <laughs> I just told you a moment ago. Uh, that's that's me being a terrible multitasker. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. So the evil within is not going so good. You're struggling with it. Like it's hard, but and, like and I I struggle with it because I can only play for 20 minutes and I sweat through my pants because I yes. it's so scary. I've had those issues especially with like vr horror games i can only play um for so long outlast was another one where i'm just like oh too you much edge yeah yes you're always expecting some kind of jump scare and then it doesn't come and you're like oh what the heck and then when it you're not expecting it is the time and you're like okay i need to stop before i have some kind of medical issue going on with me Seriously. <laughs> um so i guess the biggest reason i'm struggling is because i find that it's much like if you think Resident Evil had a very uh, limited mm-hmm. like we're not going to give you a lot of ammunition and stuff like that. Then I'm finding that to be the case with this game on an even higher scale. I I, I have a gun and I'll, I'll be lucky if I find like three bullets for it half the time mm-hmm. and then I'm burning people and things for some reason like with matches. I'm not really sure why, but sometimes, you know, they're the 10 once out of 10 times I burn something, I might get some ammunition. So I'm just really – I'm just struggling with being good at the game I guess is is the best way to put it. <laughs> Man, I, I've been dealing with that a lot. There is a – there is a like you can turn a corner in that game I feel if, if you just kind of stick with it, which I feel is getting harder and harder as time goes on. And especially like now it's – well, end of November, beginning of December. There are more games out now than – there obviously have been out all year and it's like, how do I spend time to get good at this game instead of just playing like another call of duty or a game that I'm familiar with and I can just pop into and and kind of play. Like I'm curious as to like, 
your process of trying new games or, or like, how do you get into a game that maybe you're not quite as familiar with it as you are right now with uh, the evil within? Um, well, it kind of depends on the genre, I think sometimes, but when it comes to something like the evil within, I think part of the issue is that I don't really, uh, well, like that's a good example of something that I would not look anything up for. Like, I just want to play the game. I know it has a story mode and I want to, I want to experience that without it being spoiled. Mm -hmm. Uh, so a lot of times I'll just jump straight in and just pray that I can, I can get by, you know, on a hope and a prayer. And a lot of the times that's fine. Like I, I don't mind struggling a little bit through the beginning of a game to kind of get the hang of the, you know, get the ropes, kind of get hang, mm -hmm. get the hang of what the game is trying to convey to me. Um, other times I'll just, I might just watch a YouTuber play it to be honest with you. I'll, I'll see uh, a good example of that was turmoil. Uh, I don't know if you're fam familiar with that game, but it's a game about um, mining for oil. And you have uh, you have to put your oil wells down. You put the pipes down to suck up the oil. And on either side of the screen, you have uh, two different places that you can sell that oil uh, via horse and buggy. And they're constantly <laughs> they're constantly going. Um, it's there will be blood. The video game, um, except no milkshakes. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> but if there were, I'd be drinking them. Uh, they're constantly fluctuating in price. So you always want to get the best deal, right? You always want to mm -hmm. sell high. Um, and so I was watching, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Jack Septicai. Uh, yep. I was watching him play and I'm like, gosh, I could be doing this so much better. So I already kind of instinctively knew how the game worked via him playing it, but I wanted to experience that for myself. And so I ended up purchasing it like pretty much I, I was trying to watch it and watch him play. And I'm like, I'm getting more and more agitated. I'm like, gosh, I could be playing this better. I just feel like I could be doing a better job. You know, what? I'm just going to buy it. So I stopped the video. I buy it. I start playing it and I did do better, but I also wasn't trying to do a, you know, let's play at the time and entertain an audience. So right. I guess it, like I said, it kind of depends on the genre and it also depends on how familiar I am with that genre. Something like the evil within, I'd say the last thing I played that was, um, close to that genre would be uh probably dead space and then oh, so good maybe a little bit of tomb raider the the mm -hmm. um first the not the newest one that came out but the 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 remake 2015 13 13 gosh has it really been that long yeah it's crazy the reason that i asked i would i before i started recording this with you i was playing dishonored and i just suck at stealth. I am so bad at it and I spent hours trying to progress and I feel like every move I make, every step Press I take. take. Yep. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Oh, I was right there with you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm just fucking up every moment and I, that, that feeling sucks so bad. Like that's not the feeling that I want getting out of playing games. And it's so frustrating because I, I recognize the greatness that's there. Like I recognize that there are a hundred different ways that I could play this. There's different mm -hmm. paths I could take. I could kill everybody. I could not kill anybody. I could blink all over the place. I made a dumb mistake and just turn down all the superpowers that are in that. There's a moment where you can say, yeah, I'll take powers or just try and take a challenge. And this is 
So I've realized two things today, and you've helped me realize one. Number one, uh, my ego is too large, and I need to just <laughs> set that thing aside and go like, maybe I just need some help. Maybe I just need to watch a video and learn how to freaking play this game because sure. I'm just banging my head into the same place. And um, number two is that I get too driven by achievements and trophies when it comes to playing a game in a certain way. And this happened to me with the first Dishonored, and I... I'm doing it again with this one where I'm going after like play without killing anybody or play with uh, no powers or all these different kind of added challenges when I'm already not good at the game. When if, cause it seems like that's <laughs> yeah. the way that it wants you to play and I'm trying to play that way and it just, I'm not great. So, um, I am really grateful for our conversation today overall because you've helped me put a lot of things into perspective of, uh, like I should not have got as frustrated. <laughs> that game as they do I'm like just a game uh, well, and you could have just watched a video stupid Sean gosh well you know and it, it, I I do agree with some of your points though because especially with something like Dishonored where stealth is such an obvious mechanic to that character even though they throw in like well you, you can fight your way out sure but mm-hmm. it feels like it feels like easy mode in a way. Not that it's easy, but they're just like, well, here's here's for the dumb idiots who can't figure out how to stealth through here. So we'll just make it so like if you want to, you could fight through. Not that anybody should, because it's clearly a stealthy character. I mean, look at his mask. He's wearing a hood, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Anybody well, knows? They give, you, they give you the report card at the end of the mission right. and say, oh, like, how did you do? And there's like it gives you on this spectrum. And I'm all about spectrums. I am always thinking of about life in like one extreme to the other sure. and they've got me on the the bad side of the spectrum and then at some point apparently i killed somebody which i'm trying so hard not to apparently uh-huh. somebody just died and i'm not sure how that happened i can't go back i don't i've i think i'm just gonna this this movie or this game came from the library so i think it's just gonna go back and i'm never gonna play it again and i hate I that know. that's my experience i feel very defeated by dishonor too and that's kind of a shame well you know i just feel like in that game in particular, like you said, when they when they give you that scorecard, any game they give you a scorecard, really, and mm-hmm. you see like your performance broken down in numbers, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Like collectibles, um, mm-hmm. you know, things where they say like get through the level without killing anyone, that stuff just it makes me want to replay that level when I finish it, and then I never finish the game. And yes. so sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I just have to be done trying to collect every single feather in Assassin's Creed or whatever. Oh my I just God. need to play the story <laughs> mode. No more yeah. side missions. Yeah, I think I'm going to just skip over to, to Watch Dogs or Battlefield. Battlefield is a game that does a scorecard pretty cool at the end, actually. I'm kind of liking that one. Um, I'm going to maybe wrap things up here, but I wanted to ask you before I do, is there anything that you wanted to chat about before we close things up? Is there anything that's been on the tip of your tongue, top of your mind or anything like that? Sure. Sure. Well, I felt like I never really answered your first, I think it was probably the very first question that you Uh, asked I remember that. I don't know what the first question was. (laughs) Uh, You asked me like why I was, oh, well, uh, I guess after that. So maybe not the first question, but uh, you asked me why I was known as the creative person. Ah, yes. Film school. (laughs) Yeah, film school. And so uh, let me connect the dots. I'll do I'll do a quick version since I I I gave the backstory. Now, you know, you know, my NPC character background. Um, (laughs) I so skip ahead past my childhood and past high school and everything. 
uh, Jason and I know each other at this point. And so I became a security guard um, for a shoe company um, here uh, based in Rockford. And I, I probably did that for like, I think it was five years. And I, I got to this point where I just was really unhappy with what I was doing. I mean, it's a really boring job. I worked nights. So I was constantly, um, you know, I was gone from 11 o'clock at night and, and then sleeping until, you know, 6 p.m. the next day when I finally got home from work at eight o'clock in the morning. And I just was really tired of not cre- being creative. And it was a job where it was a really easy job. I just sat inside of a patrol vehicle, an SUV trailblazer. And I would take my computer with me, which we weren't supposed to do, but my boss was my friend and he said, as long as you don't get caught, I don't care. Just don't let him know I knew about it. Never got caught. (laughs) Never even had the possibility of being caught, to be honest with you. Um, So I would take that with me and I would, I started experimenting with like music creation programs like Fruity Loops. Um, I also had, I saved up and got a tablet. So I would try drawing digitally on there and that's kind of where all the flash all the flash movies we never finished came from. And, um, so I would monkey around with that because I was in a position where I really wanted to be creative, but nothing stuck. Like everything was either too hard to do or I didn't have the right, um, training or the right, uh, resources to do it. Um, and so my wife had actually come home from work one day and she said, well, did you, cause I was all geared up to go to full sale in Florida. Like I'm sure everyone knows about Full Sail. They have all the different possible creative programs with like music production and um, 3D modeling and all that stuff. And I was geared up to do that. And my wife had said, well, did you see this film school in Grand Rapids, which is where we were living at the time? Well, still living. We didn't move anywhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I said, well, no, let me look into it. So I looked into it and – you had to apply and be accepted. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to apply. I'm, I'm going to apply. We'll see what happens, which at that time, again, anxiety, like I don't know how I ever got anything done. I'm always anxious about everything. Um, so I applied, I got accepted. And as they say, the rest is history. I, mm-hmm. Um, immediately regretted it after graduating because I realized I could have just went on YouTube and learned everything I learned. Um, <laughs> it's, it saved my money for the equipment needed. Um, but I think I actually learned – I was a better student during that time because I was doing something I actually wanted to do. Um, I learned a little bit about the industry and that I actually didn't have a really big interest in doing Hollywood-type movies. Um and I was able – more importantly, I was able to be creative. I was able to write scripts. Um, I directed a movie. It was horrible, but I got to direct one. Um, and I just what got to it? do – Oh, God. It's called The Party Guy. Um, <laughs> I didn't have – now, see, this was our, our end, our capstone projects basically, um, capping off the entire entirety of everything we learned. Mm-hmm. And so you had to apply. They the The teachers would pick – the staff would pick the – producers of the film i use that term loosely uh the producers (laughs) of the film and then they would um kind of vie for all the other positions so i applied to the producers 
to be either a writer or a director on, I think we did five or four films on all of them. And I was selected to be the director of the party guy, which means I had another writer and that writer was not at all interested in writing. I think he actually wanted to direct or something and got chosen for writing instead. And so me and him had to sit or him and I, <laughs> I'm good at the writing. Me and uh, me and this other. Yeah. <laughs> me and this other dude. Uh, we sat <laughs> down and I had to like, basically we both ended up writing it, but. I'm, that's not that's not important. The fact did is, did you that get the writing credit? No, I I uh, didn't put myself on a writing credit. That's because, bullshit. Well, I didn't really want to be associated with. <laughs> I mean, it's Keep okay. Your, <laughs> yours is the last name that shows up on the credits. Yeah, it, with an apology, much like oh. you know, any, any <laughs> pose episode we do. But yeah. um, I learned. You know what? It, it turned out to be a, a complete disaster. We didn't get a good location. Most of our actors dropped out. Um, you know, we could barely write the script. I was actually missing school so that I could edit it in time for the, cause we showed them to an audience. Like we would show them to our, to the whole school. And then we invited friends and family and everything to come see them. So I was very nervous because at that time, no one's really seen much of what I've done on a, a grand scale of like a hundred people maybe. <laughs> so, um, I was very nervous and I had to like fight to get this thing done. And I learned a lot more by it being terrible than I ever would have by it being bad. Mm. And so I guess I can appreciate it for that. But, um, I don't know. I joke about saying that film school is a waste of time. It really wasn't, but there are a lot of things that you can do on YouTube and stuff now that it's just kind of laughable. Like, there's a whole film school course on online that you can pay like 90 bucks and learn a lot of what you what we learned in film school. So, yeah, um, but I would say the same thing about like tradesmen. If you're like there's probably a, a whole YouTube university class on on electricians or plumbers or or carpentry, true. things like that. True. And, you know, but you don't want somebody doing any of that stuff who has their YouTube university <laughs> and saying yeah. like you don't want anybody probably not making any movies from YouTube university. That's true. There are a lot of people who assume that just raw talent is going to get you through. And there are there are directors out there who are famous that didn't go to film school, but that's kind of like the NFL or any other professional sport, you know. The top 5% are the people who actually have raw talent who can be molded in that sort of way to actually play at that level. The rest of us are just going to either go through regular channels or mm -hmm. just aren't going to make the cut. And you need more people like Kevin Smith who just drop out kind of halfway through and then become a moderate success with a cult following. Yeah, exactly. That's an untapped market, really. That's an untapped path. Cult followings? I think just cutting out of uh, film school halfway through. Just oh. being like, yeah, I, I know the gist of it. I can, I'll go make clerks now. Yeah, Thank you. That, that's true. That's true. You probably could do this. And I feel like there are some, I remember we had, we did have a few dropouts actually. They didn't go on to be Kevin Smith or anything, but. Unless uh, you only get one per industry because it's like, Bill Gates <laughs> yeah. or Kevin Smith. I don't even know who else. I guess, I guess, um, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I need to go to like a, a podcast. I need to, um, do a podcast in college class and then drop out drop and not be the Mark Zuckerberg of podcasts or something. There you go. I think that's a plan right there. Okay. Like I'm going to get on that. <laughs> okay. Um, that sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much for yeah. 
jumping on, man. This has been way too long coming. I wanted to have you on since like I, I'm like I'm gonna space it out after Jason's on just so it's not like back to back fucks to post. That's what I was. Thinking and then too. like, okay, so I guess just the next season then. We didn't want it to be all this in summer or fall. We wanted to go. Well, I guess it's technically still fall, so it works. So I thanks, like man. I like it. Of course. Well, um, I did have a question. Uh, when are we starting the actual podcast though? Because oh, did did you want to maybe start recording soon? Yeah, I, I mean, I can kind of go into like one, but that's kind of my max. So I don't know. That's a good hour and a half podcast. Okay, so, so let's get started. Do you want to start now? Yeah, let's. I, uh, do I? Is there anything I need to know or do before we we go? Because I'm really nervous. oh, you know, there's a script actually. Let me. There's a script. I'm gonna put it in the in the Skype chat. I'll put it. Okay. The, put the link throw in it, the Skype chat. Throw it to me on Dropbox, um, and then make sure it's encrypted and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, compressed. And I how are you? It. How are you with Courier New font? Do you want? Is that okay for you, or should I change the Courier New font? Um, why don't you do a couple of different fonts so I can see kind of a selection? Sure. And then sure. I'll make a selection, and then I'll send that back to you via um, Google Drive. What? Where do you kind of um, lean towards? Do you like serif fonts or sans serif fonts? Because I can give you a whole bunch of uh, like Tahoma and Verdana um, uh, or Arial if you like, if you don't want the serif on there. I'm, or I just f- plain old uh, Times New Roman. I'm actually um, partial to, sadly I have an actual answer to this. I use Oswald a lot of the time, mm. which is a sans serif, of course. It just looks good, you know, Classy. when you get it on the video. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. oh dude, it works for everything. Especially when you get into the light modes. I mean, super thin, just mwah, beautiful. You know, my my dad is preferential, he has a, a preference for comic sans, and I need to slap mm. that out of him. Yes, that needs to be, like, why is that still getting installed? I don't know. He has like his emails all come through in Comic Sans. I'm like, I cannot take you seriously right now. <laughs> it looks like at a all. fourth grader wrote this. What's and it's blue. On? It's in blue font. It looks like this is coming. This is the the wax crayon of email what fonts. Is, what is with that? Like, I don't even know how to make colors in my emails. I just I see it and I'm like, how how did you do that? Did you hit a button on accident and you couldn't like get it to stop doing the blue font? No, well, that's some of it's red. It's a, it's a thing that happens where you just give to as programmers they were they were too busy asking the question if they could but they should have been asking whether or not they should give That's people true. the option to have blue comic sans fonts. Yes, we ask why, they ask why not. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a shame. Terrible things happen. Mainly just I judge my dad about it. publicly on the podcast and let everybody know that he's got like this kind of faded gradient background with blue fonts on this is this is awful he doesn't even know well enough to be embarrassed about it and that's the well we we do tell him but he just sort of like chuckles it off like ha 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 we're like no seriously this is a well-known problem (laughs) like (laughs) you guys you got me again come on all right here's another email Okay, well, I'm going to send you the, I'll send you the script. We'll get started right away here. I'm okay, glad perfect. we got to get to know each other a little bit before we started recording, though. Yeah, I was drinking coffee and beer that whole time, so I kind of got both worlds. It's kind of like a coffee shop talk and uh, over over beers talk. It's a little bar because- and coffee. It sounds like that's what like a Americano should be, like not a Mer- an Americano, <laughs> yeah. but a Mer- Americano. Americano. <laughs> <laughs> it's coffee wanna, and Budweiser. <laughs> it's just a shot of espresso inside it. Oh, you go. 
Dang kids like their coffee beer. I got coffee beer for you. Here's a shot of espresso inside of a Budweiser. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, it's not going to get any better than that, so we should probably start recording now. Thanks, man. Okay, I, I'm going to hit the button right now. Usually I come into this outro with a whole crap ton of energy, just keeping the keeping the pace up. Um, but I just wanted to thank Lucas for what I hope you guys agree is a, just a truly... Even this music playing in this background doesn't quite fit. I need a... I'm just going to let it go. I just... I'm very grateful for to, to Lucas for sharing that story. It couldn't have been easy. And uh, I just am very... Uh, getting stuck on my words here, but I'm just going to let this go. It's a long-winded way of just saying thank you to Lucas, and thank you guys for being here and listening to the show. Um, I, it isn't always... Hooray, video game. Sometimes it is. And uh, I'm always open to those types of conversations, and I'm glad that Lucas felt uh, like he could share that. So thank you. Uh, I, that, what a great show. And then we create a drink called the Murakano, all in the same thing. I hope you guys think that that was a special special time because it, I definitely felt that it was. Um, it's a good one. This was a special. I tweeted out right after our conversation. This, this was special. I hope you guys agree. And um, if you missed it, back on episode 46 is actually where we had Jason Lacey, the... Uh, the butter to Lucas's bread? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jason Lacey co-host Fluxtaposed with Lucas uh, every week. And he was on the show back on episode 46 after Dave Moore and just before Trevor Starkey. So go check that out if you want kind of like the the bookmark of this the set. The complete set of the Fluxtaposed We the Gamer Cast crossover episodes. Uh, you can go find that. So thank you for being here and for listening. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe. We're going to be back next week. Or we're going to be back the next week after that because we can't stop. And we won't stop. And by we, I mean me because it's really just me and whoever is going to stop by that week. So, like, really. But if you want to be on the show, tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. You also can email me, wethegamercast at wethenerdy.com. You can send in questions. You can send in feedback, whatever. I'd love to hear from you guys. That would be amazing. And, um... Don't forget, wethenerdy.com hosts this beautiful podcast, so be sure to go there every single day. There are pod, or sorry, there are comic reviews going up all the time. There's a podcast called Comics Dash Podcast. You definitely should. Those guys are hilarious. We did a little spot at the beginning of this episode, so definitely give those guys a listen. You can find Chris Birdo streaming for for We The Nerdy at twitch.tv slash btgamingvids. You can follow We The Nerdy at We The Nerdy or the show at We The Gamercast. What else, guys? Join the Facebook group. We're talking over there, facebook.com slash group slash We The Nerdy Fan Group. And uh, I'm also doing a show called Nerdflix and Chill. It's a movie podcast. It's We The Nerdy's movie podcast with Gary Taru, Gary T Movies. It publishes every Friday. We just did Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. We always uh, do a review, a spoiler-free review, by the way, totally spoiler-free on the new movies. And a spoiler cast on the old movies. And the old movies always connect. And Dave Moore was on the show. Dayspace. At Dayspace. Dayspace.com was on Nerdflix and Chill with Gary and me. That was amazing. He might be back again. 
So check it out if you don't like me or Gary. <laughs> Dave's awesome. So go give that a listen. You can also find me on If We Were at Nintendo with Bobby, the Nintendo Guru. It's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. And uh, yes, that is it. Otherwise, this is episode 59 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there too. And now, of course, it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! Sean! where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!